0: quick come up with something funny to say hello yo oh that's really cool somehow i think you're lying Uh uh-huh oh fail Ah! bad
1: philosophy episode 71 recorded on august 16th 2010 what's in the news robin Hello everyone, command one, two, bad philosophy, upsetting the balance of reality, one rabbit trail at a time. We're here for episode 71, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Uh, it's going to be a little bit of a different format today. We're trying something new, since it is a, a new uh, digit set for us. Um, we're going to actually take our uh, topic for the show, or topics in this case, from uh, some articles that uh, Kevin and I have rounded up, uh, seeing as we both are Texans of a sort. Uh, there was no roping involved, no horses, only the internet. Because I've done
0: that, though. Um, you, you really? I've, I've actually, I have rounded up cattle before. Oh, my God. Uh, You're more of a Texan uh, than I am. Well, it was, it was just once, and they were all calves. There was nothing, no full-grown cattle. And it took, like, as many of us, like, each one of us that were rounding them up, there were, like, two calves. <laughs> Pretty sure that's not how it's supposed to be done. but It's not how it's supposed to be done. But I have, in fact, done it, which is better than nothing, I guess.
1: All right. Texan points, man. Uh, I'm going to get my Texan points today, actually, from the Shiner Smokehouse Mesquite Smoked Beer that I'm drinking right now. And, uh, Kevin, what are you drinking today?
0: Uh, I'm actually drinking the Jamaican Red Stripe. Uh, Ah... I really like Red Stripe, and I love their slogan because it's Hooray Beer. Hooray Beer, indeed. <laughs> so we're just going to go ahead and jump
1: right off into the articles here. And the first one is an article that Kevin found, actually. Uh, so, Kevin, would you mind uh, reading that and giving the source?
0: Uh, yeah, this, it's um, from CNN. It's actually from the Marquee, which is the CNN entertainment blog, I Basically, guess. Basically their knockoff of E! Probably, something like that. Um, it's a short article. Neil Patrick Harris, expecting twins. Uh, NPH is the latest member of the How I Met Your Mother cast to get bitten by the baby bug. The actor and his longtime partner, David Burtka, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, are expecting twins. Uh, Harris, whose co-stars who's Alison co-stars Hannigan and Kobe Smulders each became moms last year, announces good news via Twitter on Saturday. Uh, here's the actual quote from Twitter. Uh, so get this, Dave and I are expecting twins this fall. We're super excited, nervous, thrilled, hoping the press can respect our privacy, he wrote. Uh, according to reports, uh, Harris, 37, and 35-year-old Burtko. Why is it they always put ages of people in stories? I, that's I really don't know. Yeah, that, that, that's an odd I've, thing, I've too. I've wondered it. about that. Like, anytime someone's quoted in a newspaper, their their age is given.
1: Right. And also, I, I, I resent, I just while we're on uh, critiques of the article here, I really yeah. resent the, the term or the phrase, uh, bitten by the baby
0: bug. It sounds like it's yeah. a disease or something. Well, we're, we're, we're on an entertainment blog run by people who might be as far from entertainment as actually possible, CNN. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's that. Um, according to reports, Harris, 37, and 35-year-old Bertka, an actor and chef, uh, I, I always read about Neil Patrick Harris talking about his uh, boyfriend's uh, cooking on Twitter. Mm. It makes me hungry. Uh, we'll welcome their bundles of joy via a surrogate in October. Um, but I an unnamed about the surrogate at least in uh, this article. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I, I mean, they're being private about it, and that's sure. fine. So you don't need to know the name of the surrogate. Neil Patrick Harris having kids will have almost no effect whatsoever on my life. Right. Um, yeah, we're still talking about it here. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I mean it, it's uh, I, the thing I found interesting about this article. I I, I remember seeing it on uh, on Twitter recently, and I just I love the headline because it's— uh, and and really the article too because it makes you know one reference to the fact that they're having this child through a woman. Uh, that is, you know, outside of this couple, um, and that's really not yeah. like. So the source of the child really isn't the important part here, and it's it's really just such a departure from heterosexual culture uh, to to not mention you know to mention them in the in the role of the mothers or fathers or whatever. Um,
0: um, yeah, I mean, I guess they're both going to be the kids' fathers because yeah. that's the that's the word we've chosen. But I think this this sort of thing has about as much. And this is something I've I've always liked. Um, it seems to be Neil Patrick Harris has happened with this a lot. Um, when Neil, Patris, Her, Neil Patrick Harris, I, it's a hard name to say. Uh, came NPH. out a few years ago. NPH. Yeah. He came out a few years ago. He had he'd been in the closet for a while, um, as most people are when they're you know before they come out. I guess mm. that's why they're in the closet. Anyway, um, it was kind of treated with with minimal news. Like, it wasn't a huge deal anymore. It was just sort of, oh, Neil Patrick Harris is gay, and Whatever. then people moved on about their lives. Yeah. It wasn't even sort of the stuff that you get with um, the more the more recent uh, Ricky Martin coming out or the guy from American Idol where everyone was like, oh, of course, you know, that's exactly what I expected. Um, with Neil Patrick Harris, it was, oh, okay, he's gay. <laughs> and then they moved on. And, and it's, this is sort of the same way the, this article is as well, is it's so if Neil Patrick Harris is having a couple of kids with his boyfriend, I mean, partner, I guess partner's fair. They've been together for like seven years. Yeah, um, They've been together for a number. Of, I don't know if seven's the right number. They've been together for a long time, are having a baby, or two babies, because, you know, twins, yay. Now, are, and, they, are they married? Did they
1: get married at one of the points I, where California wasn't banning gay marriage? Um, well,
0: they live in New York,
1: oh, so okay. I don't
0: think they're married. Uh, and, uh, well, there's always, uh, what, Massachusetts up there? Massachusetts has yeah, but i don't I don't think they're married I've never seen him I've seen them referring to each other as either spouses or husband okay so i've i don't I don't think they're married, but uh, we should add that
1: i mean putting this in context just a little bit this comes you know a week after roughly a week after the announcement of uh prop eight being overturned by a uh california supreme Court judge, uh, so I kind of feel like um they may be played the story up a little bit more in in light of, uh, that, that judgment. And, you know, to put it, to put it in a sterile light that the gay thing is in right now, as far as the news cycle
0: goes. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but again, the article is, is like so stark and minimal, right? It's, you know, four paragraphs. Each paragraph is about a sentence long. Um, you know, it's not this massive, you know, two-page spread on the Inquirer. It's Neil Patrick Harris is having a baby. Yep, yeah.
1: it's it might, might as well be an announcement for a heterosexual couple having a baby. Certainly, which is great. Um, I mean, that's that's extremely encouraging. That that uh, news outlets are starting to to really treat it as as you know nothing nothing mundane. big.
0: Yeah, mundane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, which which is one of those things. It's kind of weird, but it, it's. The fact that it's mundane is almost encouraging. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, yeah. not much more to say about this other than, you know, yippee, yeah. yay. Uh, A little
0: humorous in the light of uh, the character he portrays on "Hi, Met Your Mother, um, who was not opposed to gay marriage, he was opposed to marriage in general, yeah. gay, straight, or otherwise. <laughs> um, and so he was, he was very upset when it turned out that his brother was getting married. Um, and his brother, played by Wayne Brady is gay on the show, and so everyone thought that Barney was upset because he was getting married and was gay when he really was really just upset that he was getting married. Yeah,
1: <laughs> It's funny uh, if you have seen the show
0: as indeed. much as I have, which is a lot.
1: Well, and I'm sure a lot of our, our listeners have as well. I'm going to pause you and real quick, have- Kevin, because uh, okay. I'm going to go ahead and just put an ice pack under this thing to be
0: perfectly careful. <laughs> uh, so, BRB. All right. I'll hang on. Gotta ice
1: it down. Okay, there we go. I just want to take this this moment to add uh, a little <laughs> side story, rabbit trail, okay. if you will, about uh, so uh, QuakeCon. I uh, I just recently got back from it. Actually, it was uh, Thursday it was past through. Weekend,
0: wasn't
1: it? Uh, yeah, this past we- weekend. Yeah. Well, end of the week and and Saturday. Okay. Uh, in Dallas, it was at the uh, the Hilton Anatole. And uh, it was basically, if if y'all aren't familiar with it, uh, a gathering of thousands of gamer geeks in uh, one room, or one hotel, in uh, the Dallas area. And it's actually been going on for 13, 14-ish years now. Uh, Very encouraging, uh, you know, pretty much the biggest LAN party in the United States. It's the place to go if you're a PC gamer. And, uh, I'd never gone before, so it was, uh, it was exciting for me to be there finally, first, for the first time. But I don't exactly have a state of the art gaming rig, so I brought along this, uh, <laughs> this handy dandy. You ice it down to Pro. record
0: a podcast. I think that's an understatement.
1: I, I do, and I also had to, uh, to ice it down to do any gaming. So my, my solution, because I, I, went in there going, ah, oh, man, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to game unless I can, uh, unless I can ice it down, so what am I gonna do? Well, I actually uh, brought an ice chest along specifically for the purpose of not cooling drinks, not, you know, not cooling Mountain Dew or beer or food or anything logical, but actually cooling down uh, a <laughs> number of uh, gel-filled ice packs that I have. So, you know, filled the thing with ice, uh, packed those in there nice and tight, and uh, each day the... Uh, would just change out the ice packs every 20 or 30 minutes as I was gaming at the at the con, and uh, it actually worked out pretty well. I, I only had a couple times where I I got so sucked into the game that I forgot to change it out in time, and uh, and the system locked up and rebooted. But it was it was a bit ridiculous, and I'm I'm pretty sure I was the only person there out of the thousands of people doing that. But hey, I, it wasn't the most ridiculous thing going on there, believe me.
0: Uh, well, I'll have to take your word for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh we'll go ahead and move on to our, our next story here, and it's uh it's definitely a philosophical one, extremely philosophical, or, or at least it tries to be. Uh so it's a it's a comic from uh from subnormality. I guess that the name of the comic is Subnormality,
0: right, Kevin? Yeah. Uh the website is Virus Comics, spelled with an X. Uh the comic right. itself is called Subnormality, uh by a guy named Winston Roundtree. Weird. Uh with, okay. That's not on the comic yeah.
1: anywhere, so I was kind of curious about it.
0: No, it's kind of it's it's one of those things that it's kind of hard to find if you don't know it. But um, he he describes his comics as you know containing massive walls of text. But if if you right. go to the Virus Comics um, homepage, it's down at the very bottom. Copyright Winston Roundtree. Mm-hmm. Um, so but his, it's, his page it's definitely is very one,
1: Right. Well, the the comic itself is uh, definitely something you have to to see, but not necessarily um, see the art to understand. Uh, The art is just a complement to the text. So I'm going to go ahead and read the whole thing here and uh, put a link to the full comic in the show notes. So uh, please refer to badphilosophy.com post-show to find that. And uh, at the top of the image, it says, Choose Your Own Adventure. So it's kind of channeling the Choose Your Own Adventure books style thing. You awake to find yourself encased in some kind of armor, assorted survival gear draped about you. You are well armed. You decide to consider your surroundings. You are in a warm, well-lit chamber. Panels and ducts line the walls, leading to and from the unknown. It is utterly sealed. There are no windows, certainly no doors, but in the center of the room, ominously, sits a teleporter device. It is the focus of the chamber and the source of the dread that now builds in you. There is no sound here, like the silence after you inhale but before you exhale, like the pause between when you turn the knob and when you open the door, like the space between galaxies. Something is about to happen. They are frantically waving you on stage. You decide that the fact you are so well prepared indicates two things. A. That, consistent with the danger sign, what lies behind the teleporter is probably very unpleasant. I should add here that uh, on the teleporter pictured in one of the frames is a sign that reads extreme danger b you are encounter or you are encouraged to face it it appears you have been prepared for a task this task is quite possibly above you and terrifying as it is it is the only exit you clearly have two choices you may enter the teleporter and face what could very well be a living nightmare Or you may remain in the absolute safety of the chamber, but neither choice is truly based on absolutes, you reason. Perhaps the warning on the teleporter is inaccurate or extremely subjective, described from an unusually ignorant perspective. Perhaps the whole thing is an elaborate trick, and the teleporter only activates a hail of balloons, confetti, and grinning relatives. Perhaps the chamber is not safe perhaps it is imperceptibly contracting at a rate of 17 millimeters per day and will eventually crush you into a fine paste perhaps everything will work out far better than you think or far worse or somehow both perhaps you would be perhaps you would instinctively be absolutely certain of what to do if there was a best choice and right now you are uncertain and if you are uncertain then the sensible thing to do is stay put if you are lost you must stay put until somebody finds you if you were truly to face some task then why would they start you off in this room? Perhaps no matter what you are bullshitting yourself, perhaps no matter what, you're bullshitting yourself because you don't actually know everything, but act as though you do because you don't even know yourself, but act as though you do because you love evidence, except when you don't, because you are afraid, always afraid, and now more afraid than you have ever been, and now you must choose. 1. Remain where you are, knowing that you will die on your own terms, such as they are. 2. Leave. There are supplies here. The teleporter is flecked with blood. You have strong arms and two trigger fingers. There is shelter here. You can get used to anything. You like silence. You may already be on stage. You can get used to anything. You are good at being alone. You are so good at being alone. Whatever you choose eventually, you will die. So what does it matter? 3. At this point, you may also choose to poll some of your predecessors for advice. They are nameless skeletons, sealed in a windowless room, their armor unmarked, their weapons fully loaded. And uh, the last frame is three skeletons in armor doing the uh, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil gestures. So Kevin, uh, I want to hear your initial thoughts about this.
0: Um, well, I, I, I'll start off by saying that I'm a fan of subnormality. I like it, generally speaking. Um, having said that, this one came off as a little more pretentious than some of his other work. Because mm-hmm. it, it's one of those things that the meaning is clear and the production is interesting. And uh, Winston Rumfrey has, has good art. It looks neat. Uh-huh. So if, you, if you're just listening to this, go watch it, click the link, uh, or read it. But it's sort of like, well, if you don't do some things, guys, who are, who are posed in such a manner as to be reminiscent of ignorance. Yes. Um, so it's not... So it's it's basically the poster that says, get excited and make things, but it takes four to five minutes to read, as opposed to get excited and make things, which I've said twice in the last 30 seconds. Well, the title of the comic is
1: Do Something. And clearly, uh, the comic is, is not actually presenting a choice. It's advocating a certain action on your part. Uh, it's clearly yes. advocating that you take the teleporter, <laughs> that you uh, you leave your current state, try something new, because you know, you're going to die anyway, so why not have some fun before you die,
0: right? Yeah. And aesthetically, um, I think the comic does create a very good sense of sort of the foreboding, the fear of taking a new step, of doing something different, when you won't know the outcome. Because as it says, you can never know the outcome. Right. But it also implies that that's, that shouldn't be a reason enough to move on, to to not move. Uh, you got to take the chance anyway, and waiting until something else happens isn't going to get you anything. Mm-hmm. Because clearly nothing else is going to happen unless you take some action on your own.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, clearly in one sense. I mean, the 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 predominant theme of the comic, I think, is uncertainty for sure. Uh, you cannot be certain of anything, uh, especially of your current situation, uh, and certainly not of uh, whatever might lie beyond the teleporter but the you know being if in one really place yeah if it 's really a teleporter, uh, but being in one place uh, presents sort of the illusion of certainty uh, you know you see supplies, you see what appears to be a relatively static room and uh, natural instinct, I guess, for for most people would be to go. Oh well, you know, I have. If we go back to uh, cave mad days, well, I have my cave and I have my food and uh, yeah, I'm safe and everything looks fine. So why should I, well, I think, venture out I of the cave?
0: It, it goes even past that because you look at um, Newton. Newton has, uh, with the laws of entropy, huh. uh, entropy, um, laws of inertia. You know, yeah. Here, here's it's, more it's more laws of inertia.
1: Hmm? Yeah, this is more Law of Inertia, it, and it's...
0: Yeah, sorry, entropy was the wrong word. And I word. should
1: add, I mean, that's, that's, a tricky, that's a tricky comparison, because the Law of Inertia is, is that objects in motion will stay in motion, uh, or stay inert, unless acted upon by an outside force. And but what
0: this is, the, the way I'm summing it up is, things stay the same unless something changes them.
1: Yeah, that's... Okay, that, that's, that's sort, of, sort of the point of the law, I guess. Uh, but, in this case the the something outside is presumed to be you you know you uh, you know yeah. you're you're the driving force you're you're the uh, quote quote unquote outside force that can propel you or your yeah. body uh to to do something else to to not remain inert uh, and it really gets at uh at a pretty fundamental question which actually we we have posed on this show the last time we had beer, <laughs> which was the uh, <laughs> the question of, of consciousness and of, uh, of the separation of mind and body, whether there actually is one or whether mind and body are identical, uh, mind and brain specifically. Yeah. And and this comic would clearly seem to advocate uh, the idea that they are separate in some sense, uh, a, a dualistic approach to, to well, philosophy it, of it's mind.
0: Something, well, it, it's something... it's... Well, I can read this two ways. I, in all honesty, I can, because I can read this encouraging you to go out and do something and and make a difference and just try. And that's and that sort of falls on the the side of you know agency of we can do things. We can sure. be. Sure. I mean, that. the
1: comic definitely assumes free will. It assumes that we have that
0: not, but not wait. a. Uh,
1: it's not fatalist. It's it's a very. But wait, uh,
0: Stephen. Hmm. Because you, you think that. But then I'm starting at this last panel again. Uh, Three people have been here before. Three people have failed to get up and move. What makes you any different? It, well, it, it could be read that you're going to do the exact same thing because you don't have agency, because you don't have free will or separation. In the same situation, everybody else has done this. So given a, a set of circumstances, that is, this is what is going to happen. Hmm. Um, which makes this comic actually better to me that it can be read both ways because then the title of "Choose Your Own Adventure" works on multiple levels because you can, as the reader, choose what this comic means. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's that's deep, man. I like this comic more now. I, I don't. Started. Yeah, yeah. You were all you were all poo pooing it in pre-show. I was, and and I'm taking it back.
1: Wow. I I don't I don't know if that's exactly what he was going for. I mean that might be a level of subtlety that. Uh, well, whether he just, whether
0: or not it was intentional, it exists and thus it matters. Right, and and we've talked
1: about this before, you and I, that the fact that uh, mm-hmm. uh, interpreting something more from a work of art that maybe the uh, the original artist did not intend is still legitimate.
0: Yes, because a work can take on that. a life of I, its own. We yeah. talked about that on the on the show, though. We yeah. totally should yeah. have, but I know we talked about it when. Drinking on my porch back in Lubbock. I think we talked about it with uh, with Dr. Hick when he came Maybe on. Maybe we the, did. You know the Maybe idea of
1: uh, the idea of a work taking on a life of its own.
0: Yeah, I kind of remember that.
1: So interesting. I I still um, I don't know if I'm if I'm just looking at this on face value and and not not trying to interpret too deeply into it. Uh, clearly, and, and if I'm trying to just draw the intention of of the artist out of this. Uh, it 's certainly advocating uh, looking at looking at what 's happened to others and 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 changing you know doing something different uh, just doing something period because obviously these skeletons chose to uh, ignore all of the this their situation and uh, and perhaps even even evidence that they saw before them and and do nothing, and so they just rotted away into oblivion. So clearly, yeah. clearly, he's advocating taking risks, you know, going, going out there doing well,
0: things. Well, clearly, uh, it, it's clear until you look at it in a different way. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, it's the big thing just to. Which, is the whole which thing I think is part of thing? the comic itself. You go, go back and look at the comic. He says you can never really know. Yeah. You think you do, but you don't. The comic itself tells you that you don't know what the comic is about. <laughs> oh, my. I, um, I think
1: I'm going to start reading Subnormality
0: at the very least. <laughs> I've been reading it for a while, and and I've enjoyed it, but this one <laughs> is growing on me the more I talk to you about it. Right. So well,
1: definitely go uh, go check out cool. the comic for yourself. Uh, think about it some more. You know, if yeah. you, maybe you, if you have a different interpretation for what we've come up here, uh, post it as a comment to the throw episode.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: throw something out there, and uh, and we might we might even discuss it on a future episode. And if it's maybe if it's really good. We'll ask you to come on and tell us why we're wrong. All right, we like we like uh, positive reinforcement too. Yeah, but we're probably wrong. <laughs> yeah, we're we're drinking beer. I mean, how right can we be? <laughs> that should be our slogan. Bad philosophy. We're probably wrong. <laughs> we're probably wrong. Isn't I don't know. I, I I would argue that that's kind of inherent in our title by calling something well, yeah. bad philosophy. That's <laughs> it's usually that it's. I guess wrong. it is. I guess it is. But it just amuses <laughs>
0: me as a slogan.
1: Right. It's very difficult to put uh, value judgments on philosophy, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Let's talk to an aesthetician. We'll get back to you.
0: Yeah. You All right. You said. God,
1: are we? Uh, are we already halfway through the show?
0: Um. We we started at what nine twenty. It's now nine fifty. So yes. Wow. When go us? Okay. Well, we've got <laughs> a. Uh... We've got a couple more articles to discuss
1: here before the end. Uh, Kevin, uh, this is this is yours as well. Would you like to read this one?
0: Um, are, you, are you talking the man coupon thing? Uh, talking the beware of fake Facebook dislike. Oh, button. this one. Yeah. Um, yes, this is this is also a CNN article. Um, CNN Tech. It's uh, the headline is Beware of the fake Facebook dislike button, and I'm going to summarize the article. Because it's far, I I love this. It's far bigger than um, the Neil Patrick Harris article. Ah, but it's basically apparently, and I've I've actually seen this because I do use Facebook on occasion. Um, excuse me, I'm drinking beer. The uh, Facebook has added the like feature years ago. Now I'm sure. (laughs) <laughs> Where you can click on someone and say, I like this. And then people will see that Kevin likes this. Um, which immediately made people want a dislike button, you know, to say, I don't like this. Yes. And it's never it's never existed. And I'm kind of glad that it hasn't because it's very negative. And when I post something, I don't want people to actually come up and say, you know, well, that's a stupid thing for you to say. I don't like that.
1: Mm, I, I'm I'm going to argue with you here, but, but only after you've actually read the entire article.
0: Okay. Well, I, I read the whole article. I'm not reading it to you right now on Facebook. Um, we, we should read it to the
1: we should read it to the fans, though.
0: You can't just link it like the things like massive.
1: No, it's not. It's a it's a fine. Fine paragraph. So it. you like it's no, dude. It's, it's not. Is. It's not even as long as the uh, as the virus comics thing. All
0: right, I'm reading it. Okay, patience. Beware of fake Facebook dislike button by John D. Sutter, CNN. Lots of people think the internet is a bit too chipper so much that they've clamored for a dislike button on Facebook, which, to date, only officially allows people to like content on its site. Now, some social media sponsors are trying to turn the public's desire for that dislike button into a scam, according to a security researcher. Graham Cluley, a senior technology consultant of the British security firm Sophos, wrote in a blog post on Monday... Okay, first of all, they're quoting from a blog post. Yeah. Um, Because they don't want to actually, so I can just go read the blog post and thus save myself the trouble of reading CNN.
1: Yeah, but he's uh, he's at a security firm, and, and CNN adds value. Well, no, because you su- see CNN his, is, his opinion is may be good.
0: His opinion may be good, but the fact that I'm reading about this, uh, reading his blog post through CNN is kind of funny. Oh yeah, well I, it's uh, worth uh,
1: noting that the Neil Patrick Harris article was actually late, uh, based off a E Online article.
0: Oh, uh, was it? Yeah. Well. So
1: we've well, we read two, two CNN offense. derivative works today.
0: Hey, yes. <laughs> uh, watch out for posts that look like this, he says. And here's a quote. I just got the dislike button, so now I can dislike all of your dumb posts. Lol! Exclamation point, exclamation point, end quote. That statement on Facebook is typically followed with a link, clearly writes, that takes people to a fake Facebook application. Instead of installing a dislike button, clearly says, the application uses a person's social network to continue spreading the fake program. If you do give the app permission to run, it silently updates your Facebook status to promote the link that tricked you in the first place, thus spreading the message that virally to your Facebook friends and online contacts, he writes. The tech blog Mashable writes, the fake dislike button map indirectly points Facebook users to a real add-on for the browser Firefox, which can be used to install a dislike button. The blog offers generally security advice for Facebook users. As usual, we advise you to do not click on suspicious links on Facebook, especially if they promise it sounds something something that sounds impossible or unlikely. Do not give away your personal information unless you're absolutely sure why and who you're giving it to, says Mashable, which is a CNN content partner. Didn't
1: know that. Yeah, blah, 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 don't do not do stupid stuff on Facebook. That's... I mean, that's I, more I think, or less the
0: rest of it. Yeah, and
1: the end, the end though, has uh, some important points. Um, or Facebook may do all of this for you. Uh, the company says it is trying to block the dislike app. Uh, we're working hard to block it and remove... Okay, actually, that doesn't add much. Uh, it's important to keep in <laughs> mind that there is no official dislike button. But they never say that there never will be. They just say that there isn't one. Yeah. Um, I, I, wish, I kind of wish the article talked more about the controversy. Uh, that that really is in the comments. Uh, because a lot of people say, like, I want a dislike button, an official one. Um, yeah, a few people are saying that.
0: Few Somebody are... said Facebook is Bush's fault. Is what? Bush's fault, as in George W.
1: Oh I see.
0: Uh I generally try not to read comments.
1: Yeah. But but I mean the discussion is is a big part of Web two point Kevin. I mean you have to take that into consideration.
0: Okay, when I write stuff, I'll read the comments for it. If You want to comment on bad philosophy? You want to comment on my stupid shenanigans? Feel free to do so, and I'll read them.
1: You narcissistic but bastard! I don't.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, but um, I don't. I'm, most of the, the majority of Facebook comments, or not Facebook, majority of comments are inane, mm, and that Freudian they slip? make me tired. Possibly.
1: Possibly. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was Freudian slip so i I want to go ahead and follow up on this immediately first off, you know commenting on the actual scam this is nothing new. there have been scam apps on Facebook forever, but you what's say interesting you is oh yeah yeah uh, i re- I actually got roped into a couple uh, before i I realized uh, that that was possible and learned my lesson very quickly. but I want to comment on uh, on something you said right off the bat, which is that people that that a dislike button actually doesn't Add value to Facebook, uh, which I I would argue it, it does. Um, I want to point out real quickly though, Facebook added added the like button outside of Facebook. It added it as a uh, as a feature that that websites could use to uh, to link people back to a fan page from an article or from uh, a main website. And uh, one of those does appear here by the CNN article, but instead of saying like, it says recommend. Uh, that's something I that's haven't the seen before. CNN. Yeah,
0: they
1: can't just say like. They have to say recommend.
0: It's a like button. This though. is CNN.
1: I mean, it's the same functionality. I, I click it, and uh, yeah, and it, and it immediately says that I recommended it. Now I can I can take this back simply by by clicking the button again. I don't have to uh, to click a dislike button of any kind. But um, you know, say I wanted to say, "Oh, this is a crappy article." Uh, now I could either opt not to do anything, or I could actively take a stance and said I do not like this article uh, because essentially, you know, no rating says it may say I've read the article and and I didn't like it, or it may say I haven't read the article at all and I have no opinion on it. Uh, well, yeah, so- but
0: when you click the um, recommend thing, if I if it's if it does what I think it does, and I may not because I've never clicked it, um, doesn't it post a link to it in your profile? Yeah, that's actually what it does. Uh, and give the you the like... opportunity to, like, add a comment. So, so, so you, my... can you can something and you can, quote, unquote, recommend something by clicking the button. But then in the comment you write, you go, hey, this is really stupid. Hmm. It's really stupid.
1: Yeah, Did I'm really not sure how it points? shows up in the social stream. But it's... Well, do it.
0: Here, do it right now and we'll see what happens to you.
1: Yeah, okay. So I'm going to click recommend and uh, I'm going to go over here to Facebook and take a look at it if I can get the cat out of my crotch
0: and well
1: it's refresh. not there yet oh yes she is
0: she's been no, very cat. annoying I'm talking about the post the cat's probably in your lap I'm not <laughs> arguing with that uh, ok so it's profile on your feet. yeah I'm
1: looking for it I, I'm actually not seeing this uh, I'm not seeing this show up anywhere
0: maybe it doesn't do anything maybe it's just a lie
1: mm. the link is a lie the fake is a fake. Oh,
0: like
1: well, uh, presumably this this has some sort of functionality that ties in with <laughs> Facebook in a in a social uh, way.
0: It it may not though.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> hmm. And oddly, so enough, maybe the like button doesn't do anything. Yeah, and oddly enough, too, uh, when I clicked the like button, it went from saying that uh, twenty thousand people recommended it to Stephen Torrance and 1033 others recommend this
0: well I see seven so, yeah, 15,000 people liking it well and when I've recommended it um the number didn't change when I recommended it hmm. although it did show my Facebook profile photo which means something yes
1: and I'm but still not I seeing see, it show up in my feed uh, now no, about a minute later it showed later.
0: up in mine oh it's in mine but it just says Kevin recommends it it doesn't have any comments so i'm wrong there and there's no way I'm for you removing. to
1: add a comment uh
0: maybe let me try again hmm.
1: yeah i'm i'm definitely not seeing it show up for me so very um, odd. but, but getting getting back to my point um i've actually yes. wanted a a dislike button for a while and and it's because in all of social situations you want to be able to up or downvote something, because you know promotion alone does not tell you enough about content. Uh, the YouTube realized this very, very recently. They they had a rating system, so you could you could rate something either from one to five stars, and they quickly found that people rated things either one star or five stars more than anything in between. Uh, People didn't use the full rating scale. So uh, about six months ago, I think, uh, it might have been more recently than that, they changed up their rating system to be either a thumbs up or a thumbs down, a like or dislike. And now when you go to a video, you can either uh, thumbs up or thumbs down it, and it shows how many people have have rated it up or down. Uh, This is another side note, rabbit trail. This has actually spawned a pretty interesting practice where people will... uh, a comment and say, uh, you know, they'll take the current count of people disliking a, a very popular video or like a video of pandas or babies or something extremely cute and rag on them about this and say like, 39 people hate babies or something like this. And uh, it's it's quite hilarious and That's wouldn't have weird. happened otherwise. Yeah, it's, it's strange. But what it does is, is it actually shows a proportion of, okay, this many people like it versus this many people who dislike it. Rather than saying, "Okay, this many people watched it. This many people actively took a stance of saying that they liked it, and the rest may have liked it or not, but they didn't say anything."
0: Yeah, I mean that's okay, but I think it's different on because I think when I think of the Facebook like button, I think when I see someone, oh, Barry burping again, when I, I get on the Facebook and I see something like. Um, Mr. W, I'm going to actually quote an actual Facebook thing here, Right. uh, says, Little Monday at my house, whiskey and fishing. Anyone want to come join? We are wearing them bass out. Um, (laughs) This is a statement that I would probably dislike if I had the opportunity to. But I'm a nice enough person that I that I can just ignore it and move on with my life and wonder briefly again why this person is my friend on Facebook. And then move on. Well, But we'll, if someone dislikes that, if someone says dislike, then I've now antagonized this person um, who used to antagonize me, believe it or not, in similar fashions. And that doesn't help anything. Yeah, but... Antagonized, I've, I've antagonized someone who I have set, told Facebook is my friend.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, but we could argue another day of the you know, the actual definition of a friend and how it's not it's not really a friend that you have on Facebook in in all senses of the word. But for now, I just want to comment on the uh, what it, what Facebook seems to have done is is codified the the Emily Post principle or you know your your mother's principle that if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all.
0: Which I I never Um, fully agree with personally. I don't think that's I don't think that's quite what it's done. That's exactly what it's it's done. I think it's made no, because I think it's made a really easy way for someone to say I like this. That's fine. It's only a few keystrokes harder to write a comment and say you're an idiot or Hmm. this is stupid. That that has not been removed. Yeah. So what? So, that, that option has not been taken away from me. It, it, but I, it's, it's I cannot... punished.
1: It's punished in a way, because it, it punishes you by uh, forcing you to expend more energy to be negative than to be positive.
0: So? It's not, so, much, more it's, ener- and it's not much more energy. So it's a positive reinforcement. It is what I would call negligible. Mm,
1: it, it's a negative reinforcement of a certain practice, which is, is only complementing and never... Uh, critiquing, uh, even you know, even in in a subtle way. Uh, which I, I don't exactly agree with. I mean, I don't, I don't think it provides the right level of uh, flexibility. I don't think it provides a good approximation of a social experience because, uh, you know, uh, come on, Kevin, you do this to me all the time. If I'm doing something <laughs> wrong, you're going to tell me. You're not just going to stay know, silent. But That's I don't mind I
0: do. wasting the 10 <laughs> seconds to actually tell you that I'm going to do it. I don't just say dislike and walk away. <laughs> I dislike this. Mutter, mutter,
1: mutter, walk away. Uh, you know, I dislike this. But, uh, and then say nothing
0: else.
1: So in a conversation, if, if uh, Will W. or whatever, the W man, whatever you Mr. Read, w. Mr. W, thank you. Uh, if, if this were a conversation, you know, if you were in a, in a circle, a uh, discussion with him, and, and he <laughs> made this, this stupid comment, would you not say, you know, that was a stupid comment or, or call him out on it?
0: Probably. So why don't you uh, go and type that out? Because I'm not actually in a conversation with this person. I've not willingly, I've I've not been forced to read this because I read my Facebook stuff on Facebook, but it's not something that I've chosen to engage with. I've chosen to ignore it. I see. If I want to engage with things, and I do engage with things, I do go on people's posts and comment on them negatively or positively. It's rare that I just like something and click the button and move on with my life because I usually have something more to say. Surprise! Surprise!
1: So the the Facebook experience, I've I've always sort of played around in my head of what would be a good uh, a good real world analogy to the Facebook friend feed uh, is something like you know everyone standing in a room uh, in their own you know soundproof rooms uh, <laughs> looking out through through one way glass uh, or actually with people looking in on them through one way glass and um, you know simply simply shouting out. Uh, Whatever they're feeling and uh, and if folks want they can they can go in and, and enter this person's uh, little chamber and participate like you say you know get get in as part of the conversation uh, but it's it's not then that's opposed to like everyone standing in a room uh, just randomly shouting things or saying things uh, where everybody hears everybody else, and everybody can see who's listening to them
0: It's very much I think, much a, I, I, think I, I quote it actually um, closer to channel-surfing people I know. Yeah. I can scan through and see little bits of what people are liking or doing in their lives, and if I'm more interested, I can then stop and watch the show more. And because it's actually people, I can interact with them and and you know vote on American Idol being their life. Okay. In this okay.
1: So, so let's continue the TV analogy then. Uh, okay. TiVo. Did you ever have a TiVo?
0: I had... I tried to get TiVo in my family before people knew about TiVo. Okay,
1: but yes. So you've used a TiVo then? Yes. Do you remember one of the primary features of the TiVo, other than the uh, ability to pause and uh, rewind that's live television? Exactly what I was going to
0: say. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you know want to tell us was. what that little fe- feature was, Kevin? Um, the, of the original TiVo. Yeah. The like button? The like
1: and the dislike buttons, Kevin. Yes. There was a thumbs up and a thumbs
0: down. Mm-hmm. But the recommendations were very poorly designed, <laughs> which led to people liking Will & Grace getting <laughs> a slew of shows that's from beside the... the point. Uh, that's
1: beside the point. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: and, and don't be dissing on Will & Grace. It was it was actually a decent show. I'm from. not dissing on Will &
0: Grace, but it was one of those things like if people said they liked Will & Grace, they would get a slew of other... Um, Oh, related stuff that wasn't actually related? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Homosexual-related programs. Uh,
1: like Doogie Hauser.
0: Not like Doogie
1: Howser. <laughs> but I guess TiVo wasn't that smart, was it? <laughs> um, no, if TiVo knew that Neil Patrick Harris was gay before everybody else, <laughs> that would have been impressive. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something to market it. Uh, able to predict <laughs> sexual orientation based on television programming. So uh, my point, uh, before we got off on the gay thing again, uh, TiVo <laughs> included a thumbs up and thumbs down. So you, you could channel surf, you could watch shows, and, and not, just, not just the recommendations, but everything you watched, you could up or down vote. Uh, and you could do this either three times positive or three times negative. So it gave you a, a way to even say how much you liked or disliked something, uh, rather than it being a binary. And and that was a very important part of the viewing experience. And it and it changed television because it, it told uh told companies, it told networks, it told advertisers, uh, okay, no, it this didn't. Yeah, it it provided very good feedback. It, they didn't to collect the, that data. Yes, they did. You sure? Yes they did. I, I, I remember seeing articles did. about this. And I remember seeing articles about no, networks it's... responding to this. Uh, because it no. gave it gave more detailed reports than simply viewers. And what, what Facebook is doing is, is it's gone back to a viewer-centric model. When you, when you press like, it says, I viewed this and I approve of it. Uh, or simply that I viewed this. And, and fa- I mean, YouTube is a similar way. It's, it's got the view count up there. But those views could mean anything. It could mean likes, dislikes, total apathy... Uh, And, you know, networks valued the ability to to go, okay, we know that people specifically like this. They specifically dislike this. And right now, Facebook's only got one half of that equation. And it's not enough to provide good feedback for people on what they're actually doing well and not so well.
0: But those things don't go away. But again, you've not talked around my ability to do negative comments.
1: Yes, but your negative comment is still harder to execute than a positive comment. And I think that's that's Facebook's way of saying, we want you to only make positive p- comments, only give f- positive feedback. I think
0: you're posts. reading way too much into it. Uh, sure. You know, man, Facebook is suddenly no, okay, changing okay, here's, social here's interactions why. very slowly. Here's why. Because the like functionality on Facebook has changed. Nowadays, when you like something, not everything, but a lot of things, if you like it, it then goes on your profile under TV shows I like or movies I like. Okay, for pages, yes. For
1: I'm I'm thinking more specifically for posts, uh, but we could definitely talk about disliking pages too. I mean, that's that's actually some somewhere I'd rather see a dislike button because uh, I could, you know, if I could, I would definitely dislike many pages. Well, I
0: don't, I don't want to do that either because it's one of the things that I've I've gotten rid of. I don't know if you've watched my profile page a lot. But as soon as Facebook made all the things that I chose to like into groups that anybody could see, I got out of it. I took mm-hmm. all of them off. I uh, took off many uh, after that. I took all of them. I think I think I've got I've got I've got Doctor Horrible and Dollhouse left. Mm. And part of me wants to remove those right now that I've noticed. Yeah, uh, but
1: that's again, and that's that's a subject for a whole other day too. I mean, we can rag on Facebook till the the sun comes up, but. Uh, I guess we'll go ahead and leave the like dislike thing alone for now because we still do have one more article to talk about before we wrap things up, and uh, and we don't have too much time left on the show. Yeah. But uh, again, you know, if you if y'all in the uh, in the listening audience have a, a comment about this, uh, feel free to to post it and let us know. Um, I don't know if it's actually possible to to dislike us currently, but uh, being the if hypocrite you dislike I am, <laughs> us,
0: take the effort to tell
1: us. <laughs> right. We'll leave it at that. Uh, so this final article, uh, and uh, Kevin, I hope you don't mind if I read it so we can have a, no, a, nice, a nice alternating reading mm. experience, is uh, is about, well, let's say a thinly veiled advertisement on the part of a news agency. Um, a news agency that we are now intimately familiar with this show. Once again, CNN. <laughs> this time CNN Living. The name of the article is Man Tries Living on Coupons for a Year. It's by Stephanie Chen. So I'll go ahead and read the whole thing, uh, minus the interview. Imagine living off those random deal-of-the-day coupons that are emailed to your inbox, referring to Groupon. The possibilities are endless. You could ride hot air balloons, relax at a spa, or try that new French restaurant. Sound like fun? Well, that's the life of Josh Stevens, 28, of Chicago, Illinois, who is surviving on unlimited free coupons from the internet company Groupon. Stevens plans to continue the coupon life for a year. Under the Chicago-based company's challenge, launched in May, Stevens can't use or even touch money, but he's equipped with a laptop and online coupons that can be used for lodging, dining, and shopping. So far, he's trekked across the Midwest to the East Coast and down South, but not all places accept the company's coupons. To make things trickier, Stevens is embarking on the cashless challenge alone. He's allowed only five visits from friends and family, with each visit lasting less than a day. Strangers, fans, and supporters may donate a place to crash for the night, a car ride, or a plane ticket. He often barters with them using his coupons from the company. In the last few years, a number of social group buying websites like Groupon have emerged, including Living Social, Buy With Me, Adility, Social Buy, Half-Off Depot, and 8coupons.com. Most companies email coupon offers that are posted online for a short time, and the discount becomes available only after a certain number of people buy the coupon. Stevens gets all the Groupons he wants free. If he successfully completes the year-long no-money challenge, he will win $100,000, the company said. CNN caught up with Stevens, who is about a quarter of the way through his year-long challenge. He was headed to Minneapolis, Minnesota, and doing some last-minute laundry at a stranger's house when he took our call. Blah, blah, blah interview. So, this is an interesting little experiment, uh, and, and not, not uncommon recently. Uh, a, a couple of other ones we talked about sort of in the similar vein were uh, Revision 3's Dan 3.0. Uh, which is yeah. about a guy, a vlogger named Dan Brown, who is letting a, a group of his fans, uh, actually anyone that, that goes to uh, the Revision 3 website for his show, uh, decide what he will do for a year uh, using this decision engine where uh, users submit ideas uh, for either small, medium, or large goals, and he accepts the goals uh, to do uh, in daily videos. Uh, Kevin, you also posted a link to another one called uh, Todd TV. What, what's that all about? Yeah,
0: um, watch I watched Todd TV back in two thousand four in its entirety. It had maybe half a dozen episodes, mm-hmm. um, and it was exactly what you're talking about here, although with a little bit less internet image. Um, there was a guy who wanted to make his life better, um, sort of with the and sort of the premise was that the viewers would. Um, send him commands that he had to do and then vote on certain big events in his life like whether he should um, stay with his current I use the term girlfriend loosely, basically woman <laughs> that he met up with occasionally to have sex or with this new woman that he wanted to date with um, but they would also send him like little mini commands like eat, drink a bottle of lemon juice hmm. that he also had to do um, Although, um, Todd TV was pretty terrible. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's not well-rated right. on here. <laughs> and most of the time, Todd basically complained about the fact that he was on a TV show and had to do these things that he had signed up for. Um, it was it was a bad show, but I've seen this sort of stuff before. Um, and you can actually go so far back um, as with the coupon one. And I really wish I could remember this show, and because I just it had just occurred to me. Um, there was a naked Japanese this is what I'm typing into Google. <laughs> oh, this is a naked should be Japanese fun. man game show. Dude, isn't that um, like all of them? <laughs> um yeah.
1: Yeah, pretty much. But Come no. on, just
0: admit it. <laughs> um, no, this one is um yeah. Naked man gets ten thousand dollars for being naked prisoner for a year. Wow, uh, this actually isn't the one I was thinking of. Never Maybe it is. Yeah, it is. Um, this is this I saw on the internet years and years and years ago. Naked Japanese bondage. Uh, sign me up. Now this guy basically um, was. This guy wasn't even like didn't even sign up for anything. He was tricked um, into being on this reality TV show where he had to win everything from, that he had to survive on from mail-in competitions. Huh. Um, and he was kept there for a year on television. And he was completely naked the entire time. Um, well, that sucks. There's, it was, it's one of those things that's just very strange. Um, so, so very right. Japanese, you, you mean? That too, but <laughs> um, yeah, I can't remember. I, I can't find a link to the thing about it actually. Um, but it was one of the things that was incredibly strange. Um, like he was locked in a room with no outside contact for a year. Um, well,
1: anyways. Um- yeah and, and all three of these are, are uh, been done before. yeah this has definitely been done before and all all three of these are sort of uh a part of a trend of recently of uh you know the, these extreme exposure reality programs or experiments uh tied in with with companies um, part of I, I should mention on dan 3.0 part of what he's doing is uh, sponsored by various companies so for instance his his trip to visit his girlfriend which uh, folks have have already uh, advocated is uh, being covered by Squarespace and his trip up to see uh, Hank Green and record a song with him is being covered by some other company uh, I think your your beef with this article was essentially it's it's a big ad for for these companies uh, for these coupon yeah. companies and yeah. I
0: think I think with the case of I think the stunt is a big ad, and I think that's supposed oh, yeah. to be the way. I, I have no problem with that. I think it's a little bit less... I think the article on CNN is basically a big ad for this as well.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, so it's an ad for an ad. Oh, my God, it's a meta-ad.
0: It meta oh! is a meta-ad. <laughs> but, but because of that, it's one of the things, like, I read it, I'm like, why? And when well, I read it this morning, it didn't even have uh, the interview on it. That was later added. So it was basically, this guy is doing this thing with this internet company called Groupons. And we don't, and they don't even tell you anything about what Groupons does. So it's like even less useful. Right.
1: At least this goes and actually tells you what the company does. Uh, a little bit more, yeah. Yeah.
0: And so I don't have to go look it up and read it. And that's the thing that just kind of made me not angry, but like I felt like I'd kind of been cheated by this news company who had just told me about this thing that I didn't know about because this guy is doing a crazy thing. hmm
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. It, and there's so much of this going on recently that I I almost don't even bat an eye anymore. Uh, it, it's I, I really wanted to do something like this. I'll I'll admit I I really wanted to kind of. Uh, open myself up and do a, a year of, of fan control because I, I like I like that idea, but I can't think of a way to do it without bringing in this this really icky uh, overbearing corporatism, which which goes on in in most cases.
0: Yeah,
1: you know you can make it a donation thing um, and and just bring in folks donating through PayPal and and donating actual things and I, you know, it's, it's probably doable, but it's easiest and it's easiest to get publicity when you've got companies involved because companies have back. ad budgets and lots more money and a vested interest in it because it helps them sell their product.
0: Yeah.
1: And yeah, I, I don't, case. I mean, isn't, isn't this just another side effect of pretty much everything good happening nowadays, Going back to uh some sort of corporate
0: interest. <laughs> um well, I think that's the way our society's built. Yeah. I don't that doesn't bother me so much. I mean everybody's trying to sell something. It's it's the new
1: patronage, right? I mean, you know, this is the, the modern day Medici family. It's Groupon, though. You know, I don't want to be I've I've I i i do not know if I've talked about it on bad blogs before, but I want a patron. <laughs> I do. Um, but that means getting a company, Kevin.
0: I mean, that, that those are the
1: modern patrons. No, I don't patrons.
0: mind. Well, they're, they're alive, they're, I, I know of a playwright, actually, who has a patron who is this rich old couple who just pay him to write plays all the time. Right. And I envy him a lot. But I don't mind taking a company sponsorship um, if I get at least some sort of say in what the whole setup is. So I hate somebody, to break it
1: to you, Kevin, but I don't think a company is going to sponsor a playwright.
0: Well, I do other things.
1: <laughs> like like argue with, with people? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But if Red Stripe or Dr. Pepper or other things that I have near me... Shiner or to sponsor Bach! Me, uh, I don't have Shiner Bach near me. Oh, that was the last six pack I bought was the six, is Shiner Yeah. Because I like Shiner a lot, too. And this is a rabbit trail, but the one store in Oxford that used to sell Lone Star beer has stopped selling Lone Star beer pretty much because I stopped buying it.
1: <laughs> That's sad, man. Um, God, my violin is playing for you.
0: It was one of the things like I didn't think about because they had it here before I ever came to Oxford. They had it um, and I bought a pack about a pack every two weeks of Lone Star for my first six months here just sort of as a, as a, you know, if I would get home I could drink Lone Star beer and pretend I was in Texas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it didn't really work, but it was good beer, so I didn't mind. And it was cheaper. It was cheaper than like everything else in the store. You know, and that everything.
1: reminds me of a, uh, of a story from my recent road trip up to the Northeast. We were passing yeah. back through Memphis on the way back, uh, on the way there, we got barbecue at Corky's. Uh, any of you Memphis folks out there should know it. It's, uh, Pretty famous local barbecue joint. Best pork ribs I've ever had in my life. But coming back through Memphis, we uh, we stopped at a little sandwich place next to a uh, liquor store. And uh, we decided to head in there and just, you know, take a look, see what they had. And uh, they had, you know, we went up to the counter and asked them, uh, do you all have Shiner? And initially the guy sort of looked back blankly and we added. Bach, Shiner Bach. It was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's over there. <laughs> so uh, we go find it in the fridge, and it's actually cheaper to buy Shiner Bach in Memphis than it is in Texas.
0: Well, I Kid can tell you you it's not. not cheaper in Ohio because Ohio has state minimum liquor laws. Ah. <laughs> uh, so it's not cheaper in Ohio.
1: So they, they but, have a sin tax on alcohol, huh? Yeah, it drives me
0: crazy. Uh, um, no, Dang West. Uh, I, although I do there's a bar here in town that has Shiner on tap and for five bucks you can get a liter in a big frosty mug. Ooh which I've done on more than one occasion. That's a deal. Yeah. I mean, especially at a bar. Like for bar prices, that's amazing. Yeah.
1: Well so you've you've got your, your Texas beer fixed then. No,
0: I do, I do. I can get Shiner. And they have here they have Shiner Bach and Shiner Blonde. Um, which if you want them lighter as in like in color beer, it's a good option because it's more of a lager than Schreiner Bach, which is, of course, a
1: Bach. Fantastic. Well, we've come to the end of our time here on Bad Philosophy, (laughs) and uh, I'm glad we ended where we began, with beer. With beer. (laughs) Uh, Where can folks uh, follow you on the interwebs, Kevin?
0: Um, Well, they can follow me at uh, twitter.com slash kevsons. And speaking of people putting their lives on the internet. Yeah, I was hoping you would mention (laughs) this. Yeah, I'm getting there. I got distracted by beer. Um, This Friday, uh, August uh, 20th... 20th. Yeah, sure. I am going to be reading James Joyce's Ulysses in its entirety live on the internet in my apartment. Um, And I invite any and all bad philosopher listeners, to um, watch the feed, which hopefully will be on uh, the Bad Philosophy main page. But it will also be at ustream.com slash channel slash Kevin hyphen reads hyphen Ulysses.
1: Yeah, uh, I, will, uh, I will definitely post it on the, uh, the BF front page uh, in a post immediately following this episode. Uh, yeah. So if, if, you're, uh, if you've got free time, and and hopefully you will at some point over the, what is it, 26 or so um, hours I've, it'll take I've, to
0: read I've it? Got, I've got scheduled, I think, 30, I meant to schedule 30 hours. I think I scheduled 31 by mistake. Um, but I start Friday at 8 o'clock in the morning and will read until I finish Ulysses, um, which, depending on the printed version you buy, has up to 1,000 pages of text in it. Oh, um, oh. reading it out loud because I'm insane. Um, <laughs> it's also part of my thesis work for my master's degree. Oh well, that's Not a good excuse. Loud parks, but um, I'm working with adaptations of the Odyssey, and since it is an adaptation of the Odyssey, I have to read it. And this was recommended to me as the best way to read it out loud to somebody else. Okay. And so, for somebody else, I'm using I have the internet. Also, people who will come visit me here in Oxford. So if you're a bachelor's listener in Oxford, feel free to stop by, um, find me for my address. I'm not going to put it into the podcast because, yeah.
1: Should folks uh, bring, send, and
0: or send money for beer? Um, I would be more than happy. I probably won't be drinking any beer because I have to stay awake and beer makes me sleepy. But I'll be drinking water and caffeinated beverages and five-hour energy shots. And feel free to you know bring or send those and or brownies. I like brownies. Mm. Um, no hash brownies, because again, I have to stay awake. Exactly. <laughs> Although that would
1: make the reading a lot more interesting, I imagine.
0: Well, I'm sure there are people who would say that uh, Joyce was certainly on something when he wrote this novel. Yes. Yeah, so I'm doing that as well, and with any luck, Stephen, will get this episode be- up before it actually happens.
1: Yep. Uh, I'm, uh, for those of y'all who don't know, I'm in the uh, the middle of Apple core training right now, because I'm about to start my job as an Apple specialist here in Austin, Texas. Uh, so if you happen to be in the Austin area, and uh, somewhere around North Austin, I'll be working at the Domain Store, don't know when, uh, I'll probably tweet about it, <laughs> but, uh, you know, <laughs> come come by, say hi, uh, I would love to see you in there, uh, and especially see somebody who goes, hey, I love bad philosophy, and that you make it on a Mac.
0: If, if you... Love Bad philosophy and tell Steven so in the store. He'll give you a special prize.
1: Yes, I can. I can do that. Uh, well, thank you all for listening. Uh, feel free to post your comments, negative or positive, about this this new format. Uh, if you like it, I think we <laughs> might we might keep doing it for a little while. If we can, <laughs> if we can keep finding anything else
0: to talk about.
1: Yeah, if we can, if we can't think of something better, we'll go to the news stories. We'll go to the world because there's interesting stuff happening in the world. All right. We will see you all next time. Beer in hand on Bad Philosophy. Then she
0: tied him to a tree so the dragon couldn't fly. She told him he was mean and it made the dragon cry. When he finally apologized, she offered him some tea. He accepted it graciously. Now he visits every weekend with the prince. Hello? Oh, wow, it's a Wookiee. That's exciting. Yeah. It's not a Wookiee. Yes, oh, yes, it is. So just Kevin. <laughs> I, I, I bought a Wookiee,
1: Kevin. <laughs> no, you didn't, Steven. He'll whip your arms out of their sockets. Don't make him mad.
0: Oh, my. Wookiees very, aren't <laughs> Very violent Wookiees.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's typical of Wookiee. It also makes me sneeze. I'm apparently allergic to Wookiee. Oh, come
0: on. There was a witch who wasn't she was wrinkled old and green And she hated everyone She saw the princess in her silver gown Put the poison apple down As to where she bought her clothes So they got the witch a dress With some makeup on her face They started up a band And the dragon played the bass Every Saturday they play until their fingertips are sore mostly map, rock and Cuddlecore And they call themselves the kingdom Of the
1: princess who saved herself
0: It's to save themselves. It's, to save it's to save Badphilosophy.com
1: Hooray!